This is Carrie Steller from In the Girls Corner, and I am here with Trap Daddy Gambino. Trap, how are you? I'm great. How about yourself? I am fantastic and so excited to finally see you in person and get to speak to you. We've, this is a long time coming. I've been peeping your social media for a while. You're doing huge things, and I'm just really excited to get to know you better and for the fans to get to know you better. Yeah, it's uh, uh, the sun setting over here in Vegas right now. Here, can I switch it around and show you? Is, is yeah. that possible? Absolutely. I think I'm pretty sure it's a little thing. Yeah, here. Yeah, check this out. So this is my view right here. That's gorgeous. And yeah, so I'm out here just starving myself to death because I'm kind of I'm kind of fasting today. So yeah, uh, today's a perfect day to do an interview. I'm I'm excited to finally meet you too. I saw you on a, a couple a interview a couple other people that I know. So yeah, let, yeah, let's get it going. Yeah, it's awesome. It is really great. You you live in Vegas, which is amazing. I've been there a couple times. Uh, big fan. I go there usually for pool tournaments. I haven't been there for a fight or a competition or anything yet. You play pool? I play pool. Really? So my brother plays pool and. Wow, that lights right on me right now. So uh, my my brother plays pool, and I should be a pool shark. Everybody expects me to just be really good at pool, but my brother, man, he's uh he should come out here to Vegas and play because he he's a shark. He's really good. Oh, that's a. I'm, I'm a fan. I like uh you know that uh movie Rounders. Yes. Yeah, I'm a fan of like those old school hustler movies and and stuff like that. So I just wish I had. I don't know if it's like the intelligence or whatever these guys have, but I, there's so much money out here in gambling and I just, I, I'm not good at it. I lost like a couple hundred dollars on McGregor one time and that, that still bites me. And that was years ago. Well, you know, <laughs> anything can happen in MMA. So it's really hard to qualify. Like last night I got two fights wrong. Um, Julio Arce, I got wrong and I got wrong Izzy and, um, I, yeah, I got that one wrong as well. I was just on an interview about that. Anything could happen. And I literally said, like, because my friend turns around and he's like, yo, he's like, who do you think is going to win? And I said, I, I personally just am feeling Izzy because I think he's going to have a good night. I think it's going to be, a, you know, a, I was worried that it would be kind of a boring decision. But I'm like, all of a sudden in the beginning, I'm like, nah, I think this is going to be an exciting, like, long fight. I'm pretty stoked. So yeah. like, if he loses, you owe me uh, 20 push-ups. And I'm like, it's now like to like what one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I'm not giving you 20 push-ups right now, but I'm gonna do it <laughs> one day this week. See, that's the crazy thing about MMA is like the math never adds up. But when I thought Izzy versus Pereira, I was thinking, you know, an MMA fighter versus a striker. Nine times out of ten, the MMA fighter is probably gonna win because he has more tools in his toolbox. Yeah. And um, I don't I didn't see the fight, I just saw the results, so I'm not sure what happened but man that's crazy that left hook left hook larry comes through once again it was amazing. once again it was amazing as he actually took him down he used a little bit of wrestling which was see shocking. that's what i was hoping he would do because like he's the mma fighter now but uh and he's got way more experience in mma mm -hmm. but um i, I guess four and oh that that's crazy he's the what is he the second most or least experienced champion they said other than brock lesnar which is uh that's that's wild it's uh, I, I just like it because the the striking and i'm a boxer so I, I like the boxing for sure but now you do jujitsu yeah I'm, I'm dabbling into it so i started you know i started off um 
just training boxing to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And then I never really had intention on getting going into a boxing fight. I wanted to do MMA and I wanted first I wanted to learn boxing and then learn kicks and then learn jujitsu. I, I was doing all like, you know, slowly one at a time. And I fell in love with boxing. And then I, I just, I just fought MMA because that was the popular thing. Jake Paul wasn't even like really fighting or anything at that time. And now all of a sudden YouTube boxing and celebrity boxing and influencer boxing is like the big thing that's popping right now. So I was like, Hey, I'm really good at boxing. Why don't I try this? And then it just happened to come up. A contract popped up for uh, influencer boxing. So that's what I'm doing now. And hopefully that's what I'm sticking to. Cause to be honest, the training is a lot easier on your body than MMA Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, MMA is it's the training for it is incredibly tough. Um, your knees, your back, your neck. Oh. Yeah. And I'm not training for a fight. I'm just training to be in great shape. And I train four days a week, sometimes five. And it's I, people are like, why? And I'm like, I love it. I get jujitsu. You become very addictive, very fast. It is an extremely easy sport to get addicted to. Same thing with pool, like something if you could do it and get good at it fast, you're not going to want to stop. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I'm, so I like jujitsu, but I don't train it enough. And I, I've had a couple of tournaments, like I've competed at high rollers and stuff and I didn't do so well. Okay. So <laughs> it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, but, um, I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to be back. I'm going to compete at high rollers again. And, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to keep training jujitsu. Like I've trained it for years and I'm still a white belt. So that tells you how consistently I've been in the gym training jujitsu. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. Well, I too am a white belt. I'm a three-stripe white belt now. I uh, am a recovered addict. So from when I was younger, I'm 43 years old, when I should have been very seriously training, um, either kickboxing. I did that in my 20s here and there. But like really training, I would have been so good at it because I would have done it when I was younger. Uh, did you Do you train in the gi only or no gi? I do everything. Oh, Okay. I do. See, I've, I've never put on the gi, so. Just started to, because the, I train at Sarah BJJ. And that's oh, actually, okay. Yeah, and they the girls, they have a girls class, and the girls train in the gi in the winter and no gi in the summer. So I started training in the summer there, and they're like, all right, we're switching to gi in a couple of weeks. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, well, it's good, because I still train with the, guy, like, the guys during the day. There's no girls there, so it's usually just, like, 20 guys. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to just have to roll with a bunch of black belts and hope for the best. <laughs> like, so I'll be honest. If if this boxing stuff works out for me, I would be happy if, like, I made enough money to where I didn't ever have to do jujitsu ever again. Because <laughs> it's just so brutal, man. Like, I don't know. It's just brutal on my body. Jiu-jitsu never really been my thing. I never really liked getting sweaty with with other guys on yeah. me and stuff like that and uh I, i'm a striker i like i have so i don't have like a grappling kind of like a, a tugging strength i have more yeah. like an explosive punching okay. strength so uh that's um, two totally different strengths and people don't it, it really that. is yeah like i have a fast twitch muscle fiber but when it comes to grabbing and, and squeezing it's not i don't really have that okay so i have great tension strength that's like one of my better my better suits is grabbing onto something. my wife is the same way like, i don't yes, like brutal but i also have really good hands so it's kind of like I, I do have a cool little mix but i get i totally get what you're saying I totally understand it. And you know yeah, what? I'm more right of now, a striker. 
there's a huge opening, like you said, with the celebrity boxing, the influencing, all that stuff right now is gigantic. Um, and, you know, I love now that celebrity boxing is getting bigger names because they had a little like a little bit of a, a lull where they weren't. If they can stay doing that and even do like get into maybe the bare knuckle or something, because that's a big avenue right now, too. People want yeah. to they can yeah, that's get a whole level of fighters in there. Get retired fighters that'll put on in an exhibition match. They don't have to put yeah. it on Isn't it crazy how like uh some of these retired fighters that you think were just like shot and over with out of nowhere, they go to bare knuckle and all of a sudden they become like world champions. <laughs> and it, it's insane. It's like some of these guys, like Mike Perry, for example, yes. some of these guys just find their avenue. And I think that's what's going to happen to me with boxing because I've always had heavy hands. I've always had slick movement, yep. but my slick movement has always got me caught with some head kicks and stuff like that and sparring. Okay. But this and time they can't go head, head kicks. Yeah, so I can get as low as I want to. <laughs> That's good because, you know, I was talking to my friend about uh, the why MMA fighters are translating really well to bare knuckle. Now, it's funny because boxers in general don't usually translate well to MMA unless they have a good jujitsu or decent jujitsu background, right? And And that's just based on statistics. Now, for some reason, MMA fighters are doing really great in bare knuckle. Well, what's funny is you're really only concentrating on that skill, right? So right. for them, they don't have to, if, if, if they don't have great kicks, they don't have to worry about that. If they Right. Do, and like um, the MMA, MMA gloves are so small. It's, it's way closer to bare knuckle than like, like a point fighter, karate striker or something like that. Awesome. Um, like you definitely saw that, for example, when um, MVP fought, Mike Perry, that was insane. I thought I was going to go the completely total opposite way, but you know, toughness and that that like MVP's bare knuckle just brutal. It's out of the game. His kicks were taken out of the game, and that's yeah, 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 his M MMA. So it's like if you think about that, one of his best tools was taken away. Yeah, and the brutality—I don't think he's ever seen that type of brutality before. And it's, honestly, a lot of people just watching it haven't seen that type of brutality before. This, and, uh, I was just talking to. Uh, so this is hilarious. Um, I'll give a shout out. A shout out to him. Uh, Josh Watson is um, a bare knuckle fighter, mm -hmm. and I just happened to leave the gym the other day and walk into this random bar. And the bartender walks up to me. He's got a bunch of tattoos, bald guy. And he starts talking to me. And he's like, hey, uh, is your name Trap? And I was like, yeah. And it happened to be him. And he's a bare knuckle fighter. And we got to talking and stuff. And uh, we're actually going to be sparring here um, next Saturday. So, yeah, it's it's that's another thing I love about Vegas is you never know who you're gonna run into out here. And oh, Bare Knuckle is a sport that's growing, and he's he's loving it, so he's gonna help me out with that. That's awesome. I was gonna say there's you're gonna run into like people everywhere. I, like it's yeah, there. You know what I mean? Like they have. Yeah, I just ran into the Syndicate MMA uh, BJJ coach. <laughs> um, what is his name? Oh man, I should. I can't believe I'm having a brain fart now. Uh, Shapiro, Shapiro. My friend was I just forget. over there. 
I'll ask her. Alicia was just over there a couple weeks ago, but they have. They, I mean, Vegas is just amazing. Yeah, hopefully he won't watch it, so he won't see this anyway. <laughs> well, we're gonna get him to watch it. <laughs> what was yeah, he, he's, a, he's a busy guy. What is it, man? That's that bother. Jerry, I think, is his name. That's so funny. But what what was high rollers like? You know, I train high. I oh enjoy training high. Like anything that I do, I shoot pool high. I <laughs> uh, train uh, kickboxing high, jujitsu high. I it's it's an equalizer for me because my brain goes so fast that I'm thinking sixty moves ahead. Where even in pool, I should really only be thinking like three shots, four shots ahead. Like thinking like another game ahead is just too crazy, right? So yeah. it equalizes that and slows my brain down, which is really good because I'm able to kind of get more technical because I couldn't yeah, right. I wasn't getting technical for a while. And I could only imagine what it's like competing. Uh, what is that like? So to be honest, I feel like I didn't take it as seriously as I should have because everybody else, um, it, it was like my first time really competing there and everybody else seemed like they've been through it a million times. <laughs> and uh I, I just like I feel like I just kind of showed up and like expected to be like cartoonish like ha 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 we're smoking weed and competing but it was like totally everybody was taking it serious and it was a real tournament the only difference was everybody was smoking weed <laughs> so I feel like I just wish I would have took taken it more seriously but um uh, being high uh I don't know it was it was a weird feeling because so they had a dab bar. Um, in the corner of the of the um, that puts event. me point in no return. Dabs are scary. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, so they had a dab bar in the corner <laughs> of the venue, and I went up to it like fifteen minutes before my bout, oh. and I told them that I wanted to be the highest person that was competing that night, and they was like, "Well, you said that to the wrong person," and they loaded me up with some oh, hash dabs. And I hit it and I was just like, that was the first time I got nervous because I wasn't even nervous until I hit that. And then I was just like, like I could, it was almost like the depth perception just like totally left. Yeah. And then five minutes later, I'm uh, warming up. And then five minutes after that, I'm being caught out. And it's hilarious because uh, my buddy who was uh, my training partner who was warm, supposed to warm up with me, as I'm on the mats, like waiting for him to get on there so he can warm up so we can go out there and compete, he's outside of the venue coughing up a lung trying to not die because of the dabs that we just took. <laughs> it, it was crazy. It was a weird experience, one that uh, – one that's definitely gonna probably make it in a movie or some shit one day. I can't see that not being wild. I mean, you have like people that are taking this really seriously, right? But they're really high. So I yeah, right. some of the cool shit that people attempted. It must have been amazing. There must have been some really cool stuff that you got to see in that respect. At least I would hope. Yeah, and you know, it really sucked that I, I showed up on 10 days notice. Like they they offered me this bout on 10 days notice, and it was when I was like not training at all. I was literally like I, I had like 10 days to just warm up on the mats in a garage. <laughs> so yeah, That's I wasn't not really a good uh, at all. situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't uh I wasn't really prepared for that bout. But you know, I, I'm not gonna turn that down as celebrity high rollers. I can say I would I competed as a celebrity at, at the venue and um, I got to meet another influencer celebrity, Brandon Bowen, who I competed against. He's the one who beat me. He's he's a really cool dude. 
and uh yeah it was it was a fun event and i'm hoping that they have me back one day when i actually get some real training underneath me that would hey you know what i can't see them not wanting to have you back you have a big personality uh you obviously are an influencer and you know i gotta bring this up i saw a post that you put up the other day um i don't know what her name was a fighter that was talking shit about you or she might've been an influencer. Oh, um, it was angel Rose. Okay. Is she yeah. a fighter or is she just an influencer? So I think, so from what I hear, she's Benson Henderson's twin sisters, uh, or hold on Benson Henderson's wife's twin sister. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and she owns, uh, I think she owns the league that was a part of that reality show that I was in. And um, so the first episode came out and it was all like, you know, Trap Gambino's inspiring. He's coming on to lose weight. He's going to fight for us and everything. And then the second episode comes out and it's like, fuck that guy. He's never fighting for us. And it's all because of her. So everybody kind of flipped. Uh, the fans kind of flipped in the comments and everything. And I think she got a little bit of pushback that she didn't expect. And I yeah, think so. you'll probably see me on that show in the near future uh, because of the fans and because of uh, they spoke out for me. So well, thank God. that's pretty it's, cool. It's good that you can say that there are people that, I mean, especially because of how many trolls are on uh, the internet, that there are actually good people that are going to stand up for good people. Like what she said, I mean, you, that that's some pretty fucking fucked up shit. You know what I mean? You know, at first I thought it was like, maybe because, um, you know, I, 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 I am who I am. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just because I'm not exactly PG or, or something like that, but I talked to the producers and it was literally all because of my weight, which was a shock to me. And I, like, I was like, so like, she didn't have a personal problem. It was literally like, she just thought I was too fat to be an MMA fighter. Like, and it was like, yeah, yeah. Like pretty much. That's and I was like, wow, that's, that's insane. And uh, the producers was like, look, man, we owe you an apology. Uh, you obviously are losing the weight. You're doing this. You're doing that. Cause I've lost weight since the show. I was 350 on the show and I'm around like 220 now or 220, yeah. 320 now. And, um, yeah, they, uh, they apologized to me privately and I'm hoping that they do it publicly too. So that's, that's the next step. Cause I feel like if they don't do it publicly, then I probably shouldn't compete for them. Cause ever since that show came out, I've had a ton of other promotions that want me to compete for them, but I will say American made in May would be uh, in freedom fight league would be great to compete for just because of the names attached to it. Yeah. Like uh, all those legends, you know? So I I'd like to compete for them. That it would be nice. I just, like you said, I was blown away for the reasons and just hearing it. I was like, yeah, it caught everybody off guard. I think like I, yeah. it caught me off guard and like, like, I don't know if she just no. doesn't know that, like, super heavyweight fighters exist or something. She should know. I mean, like, it's just, it's weird. It was weird to me. Well, and they, they well, even, they kind of admitted. In this day and age, you think that you would not, you know, like, the we Right. It's almost like fat shaming a little bit. It absolutely and, is. Like, it's they terrible. kind of admitted, 
yeah, they kind of admitted they was like, look, she's young and uh, you know she's this and that. I'm like, ah, well, all right, let's hope you say this shit publicly because well, aren't those that would be nice. supposed to be the most inclusive ones, right? Like, aren't we supposed to like accept everything for what they are? Sorry, cat fight in my living room. Um, aren't <laughs> we supposed to accept everybody for what they are? So like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is so ass backwards. Like, that's yeah. not the time we're living in. It was very shocking. Yeah, was she doing it for the shock factor at first? Yeah, that's what I thought too. But then apparently she really meant it. Like a lot of people were hitting me up, like, "Hey, is this like kayfabe? Is this like a pro wrestling shoot, or like is this fake or something?" I was like, "No, man. Like they really feel that way." Because um, I actually messaged them after the I because I this is the crazy part. So they didn't tell me anything about that. Mm-hmm. And I found out while watching episode two, sitting in the living room with my family, excited to turn on this show and like, hey, you guys watch this. I'm on episode, uh, you know, we were waiting for it to come out. And then my part comes out. And then that's what I saw. And like, I was just like so embarrassed. And I I was just so like pissed off. So, yeah, they, they. basically defamed me publicly so i'm hoping they apologize to me publicly too because they apologize privately i will say that they and they admitted that they were wrong they should um defamation is is a in my personal opinion a pretty serious thing uh you know you get people that are getting defamed all the time for you know you get uh media producers whatever anybody uh promoters saying something that you said out of context or anything that they can do, but like defaming someone's character is, uh, that's a pretty fucking heavy thing to do and to do it publicly. Yeah. And it was like, she had a personal problem. I was embarrassed for her more so than anything. Yeah. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people felt that way, I think. And it, and it was like, she had a personal, she was saying it so strongly. It was like, she had a personal problem. That's why I was convinced that it was like, it wasn't my weight, but apparently it was just my weight. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, That's incredible. I feel the same way. You know, considering what what you are doing, you know, and what you have accomplished, that you start you started this to lose weight. That's amazing. You people yeah. like her should be applauding people like you. And I don't think she knew that I lost a hundred pounds already as well. And like I was Peter Ortiz. He was commenting about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. I thought I saw yeah, so and he wasn't saying anything bad. He was saying like, you know, you should want to encourage somebody to lose weight. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. And then she just flipped the switch. It's That's incredible. I mean, that's pretty ballsy in my personal opinion. Yeah. I think she, she thought that she was going to get a lot of people's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. for you. Because I do have a lot of haters out there and I have a lot of people that uh, misunderstand me because of the Dr. Phil show or, you know, the divorce court or whatever else is out there on me. And uh, so, yeah, I got a lot of uh, misunderstanding. What was that? I'm sure I have shit on me. People, when I tell people the things that I've um, auditioned for, uh, and I'm very open about it. I auditioned for a Playboy. They wanted me to host the show Threesome and spun it in the middle of the interview that they wanted me to be on it. And they're like, oh, well, give me, they were up to <laughs> Annie. No, they kept offering me more money. And I'm like, absolutely fucking not. Like, you're just trying to, I'm sober. You're trying to get me to dr- get drunk and can take my clothes off. Like, that's a whole different story. Hosting right. is just one thing. Yeah. My sobriety is a whole different ballgame. You know, so I, I've been handed contracts left and right. 
And I feel you because sometimes, you know, I sit back and I think and I'm like, oh, that really could have possibly been bad for my career or could it have been good? You know, so I've turned down a lot of things because I've been very like, I don't know. Do I, don't I, do I, don't I? And, you know, yeah, I look at contracts and I send them. I have an entertainment lawyer who's a friend of mine. I'm like, look at this. doesn't sound right to me, but I'm not a legal person. And he's like, hey, you're right. You reads like it says, you know, and that's important yeah. too. Yeah, especially out here in Vegas, like people try to take advantage of pretty girls or influencers like me because yeah. I have somewhat of a following and it's a uh, it's dangerous out here in the, in the entertainment industry. It really is. And people don't people don't see that inside of it that they do not. They think that, you know, we get a great contract at hand at us. And if we're bitching about shit online then it's us and we're doing something wrong, right? <laughs> I had, I laughed because when I when I message people for interviews, I'm like, please don't look at my following. Because you're going to look at my following and be like, who the fuck is this girl? I'm like, go look at you <laughs> YouTube or better yet, go Google me and you'll see who I've worked with and who I've, I've interviewed. My following doesn't equate. Yeah, I tell people not to Google me because if you Google me, like so, so much crazy things come up. Well, but, I, uh, like I have some crazy things, luckily. It's if you don't Google my name, you won't see them. But like conspiracies, if you literally type that word, you might see a picture of me in there. Like they, they've that's like, funny. Oh, they've labeled me some crazy shit, and I feel like there's a part same of same here. I'm like, but same I actually here. not know that I'm a journalist who's interviewed some really big fucking people. They definitely do. You look people up. You know who you're. You know who you got a picture of. So it's pretty incredible when you look at that stuff that way. That like, what's online about you could either be great for you or really bad you know so it's right incredible i i just tell people just google me because you know i've interviewed some of the biggest names in the world but it doesn't look like it you know and, and then my fucking you look at the people's reach that's another thing i tell people look at look at your reach at the end of the day go and look at like uh the statistics of where your you know page is gone where your post is gone where because yeah. most of the time your reach is way bigger than your audience. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? I was telling my wife this too. Like being famous nowadays is so different from being famous back in the day. Like I feel like if I did what I did, like if I was doing what I was doing now back in like the 90s, I'd be way bigger of a name than I am now. But nowadays, everybody's doing something like everybody's like every, it's almost like everybody because of social media, everybody's famous a little bit. Yeah. And I see, yeah. And I see like actual famous people out there. Like, for example, Nick Hogan is uh, somebody that I've been DMing back and forth on Instagram. And he's Hulk Hogan's son. And he's been yeah. on national television. And, you know, he's a famous guy. And he's got like 4,000 followers on TikTok. And it, it just blows my mind. And a couple hundred views on videos that he posts with like Hulk Hogan and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I, I, it just made me think like how nowadays it's so saturated that like, everybody's it's almost like they're trying to make everybody even and it kind of sucks because like uh like we work really really hard to to be where we're at and then we have somebody who's just like a nobody and they think that they're an influencer because you know they're doing some something that's not even important meanwhile like 
we, you know, we move out to like New York or Vegas or California and we're putting in the work and suffering and struggling and doing interviews and doing, doing all this that really takes so much more than people even can fathom. And, uh, you know, now everybody thinks that they can do it because they have a cell phone and a selfie stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they think that they can tear you down, you know, when yes. you're putting yourself out there and it's like, listen, first off, what are you doing? Let's just throw that out there. Yeah. Secondly, like I'm doing something with my life, regardless of what you think or anybody else thinks, but they don't understand that. Like, no, it's very, very different when, when you look at, uh, specific industries too. Right. Because I look at people that are famous in certain industries and that happens where you, like you get YouTubers that are known on YouTube. Some of them, I don't even know who they are. You know, I didn't know who Jake right. and Paul were. I had no idea for so long who those guys were. And I didn't really care. It didn't really bother me. Um, but now I know who they are. Right. But this industry, like you said, we were saying it's so fucking saturated that, like you said, everybody's a star. Everybody's got a selfie stick. Everybody's, you know, doing something. Is it even anything of substance? No, because look at the audience. Right. People are fed and what we have out there is shit. It's all literal shit. Yeah. And it, it's depressing because like you, it's almost like sometimes I'll do cool stuff and I don't even want to post it because right. like, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm almost like being like everybody else. Like, Hey, look at me, look how cool I am and shit. Like, so sometimes I don't even post it because I'm like, ah, I don't want to be a fucking loser. Like the rest of these guys, yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, you're just letting them ruin your fun. You know, it's hard, it's hard because you don't want to be, you gotta like, find that balance. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm kind of like where I'm, I'm at the fuck it point. Right. Cause I've gone through the spectrum of where it's like really fuck it. And that's when they decided to ban almost all of my pages. It took a year for me to be allowed back on Twitter. I Twitter is public. I couldn't even search on there. That's crazy. It would come up with an error thing. I'm like, okay, so you have my IP address. That's nice. That's and crazy. Instagram, I, they won't let me have my old name back. I can't have my old name. It's like so crazy. Just Carrie Stellar, not allowed to have it. Yeah, see, I learned a while ago that I had to shut up, unfortunately. Once I started getting sponsors, <laughs> I pretty much have to, like, you know, I have to watch my P's and Q's. And that, that sucks about um, even, like, even like uh, for example, where I'm fighting. I'm fighting for Influencer Fight League, and yeah. they're sponsored uh, by the Boys and Girls Club. Oh. So, you know, I got to be pretty PG leading up to this fight because, you know, out of respect for the Boys and Girls Club. Absolutely. And it's just little stupid things like that, that like, um, you know, uh, it, it, you got to censor yourself sometimes when when you're in my position anyways. But um, I, I have respect for people that can just go balls to the wall. Like <laughs> my wife does the same thing and she'll just she'll post all kinds of stuff on on uh facebook and stuff and i'm just like man you're just like asking for the government to like, probably knock a lot of, oh her and i are a lot alike then i guarantee <laughs> you we post a lot of the same stuff like i literally had a guy i swear he he came to my door with something for like a letter for the guy upstairs like it just i'm looking at this guy and all of a sudden and he hands it to me and i'm like wait and i'm like what's this about and he's like, well, I can't tell you what it's about. I'm like, yeah, okay, American flag pin. And I slammed the door in his face because who rocks an American flag pin politician? Wow. Feds, like weird. It's not a normal thing. So I was like, yeah, okay, American flag pin. Like, what's the door? I'm like, he must have gone That's back crazy. to the car like, yo, this crazy bitch. Like, 
<laughs> That's funny. I probably like as much as I want to go, like you're not on their radar. I interviewed Tim Kennedy and he's, you know, very uh what is he, a Green Beret, um, uh special ops, like special forces. Tim Kennedy is pretty fucking in there. And if he says something's going on, he was like, listen. Every conversation you've ever had is recorded. Every conversation everybody's had is recorded. He's like, they can literally just drop in and listen to your shit at any time. I'm like, cause I've sat there and watched my phone literally get wiped clean of stuff that I've found, searched for and researched as a journalist. That's my fucking job. Yeah. And so both and all of a sudden, all the information that I just looked for will be like, God. And I'm like, where's all my search tabs? And he's like, no, they'll wipe your edge clean. They'll do it right. Yeah, I, you know, I've actually had a similar experience with that with I, I've taken a couple of videos of of stuff that I, I feel like might have got deleted by something that wasn't me. And uh, my wife still reminds me of that all the time because she's like, hey, you remember when this happened? And yeah, it's uh, it's creepy. And I, I feel like um, you never know who's listening because sometimes I'll be saying stuff to my phone. And then like the next thing or saying stuff around my phone, not to my phone. And then the next thing, you know, I start getting ads for that. Like, oh yeah, that I don't even give my phone AI. permission to listen, you know, or it's, it's wild. It's artificial. It's a, it's a form of artificial intelligence. Tim, Tim, yeah. Tim had brought that up. We spoke about that. He's like, you know, when you talk in front of your phone and I'm like, literally yeah. talked about it. He was so honest that it was such a great conversation. Cause he said, he's like, they, that's artificial intelligence. People don't think we have it. It's here. Yeah, for sure. It's an algorithm, which is ran by an artificial intelligence and it gets your data and what you or, and what Yeah. You or sometimes I won't even be talking about this shit. Like some, uh, one time I had this, this, um, this beer that I was selling, like I bought a bunch of cases of, I think it was mango cart ale, some disgusting stuff. And I never mentioned it on my phone or anything like that. <clears throat> But I have my phone like around me all the time. And I think like it's seen it in my camera. Definitely. And since then, like I never, never had uh, advertisements for this ever before. But then I started getting mango cart ale advertisements everywhere on my phone as if like that's what I drink. They literally so, can. Definitely watching this. It's through your camera for sure. Without a question. I don't care what anybody says. I will literally look at my phone and be on an app. And all of a sudden I look and there's a little green light on in the corner. And I'm like, what are you watching me for? Like, you could tell. Right. Oh, sometimes you'll catch it. I'm like, oh shit, it's like a little green light, and sometimes it'll turn orange. Like they're waiting. <laughs> you know what the fuck is going on? Yeah, really yeah. Ever since that front that front screen came up, it's yeah. it gets a little weird. <laughs> it is. Little I remember weird. like back in the day, people used to like put tape over it yes. like, on their laptops and stuff. Yeah. That's why I keep mine closed. I just I just make it easy. I keep it closed and I keep it moving. So yeah. Crap. We got a couple minutes left. I wanted to hand the microphone, the proverbial microphone over to you. If there's anything we didn't talk about that you want to get out there, the floor is yours. If there's any sponsors you want to thank, training partners, whatever, the time is yours. Absolutely. So I definitely want to thank, uh, I almost said Freedom Fight Night, Influencer Fight League for allowing me to compete on their stage and um, Fit Network TV for uh, putting this promotion on and this event. And it's in Santa Monica, California, uh, in the L.A. area, uh, December 10th. I hope that I'm like 
you know, maybe the the open. I want to be either the opener or the co-main event. I know the main event's taken. So after this fight, hopefully I'll be the main event. I'll, I'll put more of a statement on it. But definitely tune into that. And if you're on Instagram, follow me at Trap Daddy MMA, and I'll definitely give you a follow back. If you want to send me any links for anything that you have, I will put them in the uh, the caption so we could get that up and people can follow all of your stuff uh, and find anything about your fight coming up. I'll share whatever you got. Send it my way. I'm super excited to watch it. I'm very excited about your future in the influencer world of boxing. And I think you will have a very exciting future in MMA. I know it's a lot of work, but thank you so much. You have a good personality for it. So I can see you doing uh, big things in the future with that. And I thank you so much for taking time tonight to talk to me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Has it was it forty minutes already on the uh, Skype? Yeah, or Zoom. Yeah, man, isn't that crazy how they charge you after forty minutes? It's, it's like, ridiculous. man, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they'll kick you out. They'll kick you out quick. It's ridiculous, but you know, yeah, this what? has been a fun conversation. Thing. It flew by. It does go so fast, and I tell people the one good thing that they do for you with that, and people don't really people lose their concentration and sometimes i'll look at how long people watch an interview sometimes it's like five minutes so they lose yeah. their like ah they're listening to something else or they turn it off by then so they kind right. of smart thing by keeping it short because i started doing only 30 minute interviews to see but the 40 minutes seems to work out i like it and it does we had such a good time that's why I like to do these interviews the way I do. I don't want to have a set of questions. I don't want to have something, you know, that you can't see, but you could tell I might be reading from, you know, I want it to come out natural. So yeah, supernatural. I like that. All of a sudden, 40 minutes. It's like, wait a second. How did that happen? Right. <laughs> I would yeah, love it's a nice to break from uh, training. <laughs> but I would love to interview you after your fight uh, and then catch up again. Oh, yeah. Hopefully I'll come back with a good knockout highlight for you. Awesome. Let's do it again. And uh, thank you so much. And we will speak soon. Thank you. Thanks, Trap. Have a good night. You too. Bye.